right, welcome. <laughs> All right, welcome to Uncle Steve's Iron Maiden Zone. Today we have a very interesting episode. Um, it's probably, dare I say, one of the stranger episodes I've ever done. <laughs> so here, here's the deal. It's it's a little bit normal, but it's a little bit different because this week we have a couple of extra co-hosts with us. Now, I'm really stoked about this because first off, first off, I have someone who is internationally known all across the globe. She is a big star in the podcasting realm coming all the way in. The world famous, all the way from Perth, Australia. I have the world famous, world renowned, excellento Coco with us. How are you, Coco? Good, thanks. How are you? Doing well, doing well. Thank you, thank you. And I got her mom, Kirsty. Hi. Hey. The other person I have here is another very well-known person in the podcasting world. World famous, internationally known. She's she's one half of the Coco and Sarah team. I have my daughter, Sarah. Uh. <laughs> Hello, Sarah. Hi. <laughs> Say hi to Coco and Kirsty. Hey, guys. Sarah. <laughs> Kirsty, how are you? No, I'm good, thank you. How are you? I'm doing good. I'm sorry I had to give you such a low-key introduction, but you know, when you're sitting next to podcasting royalty over there, I mean, it's hard to... Uh... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's fine. I, I know my place. <laughs> the, we, we know our place because we're the sideshow on this one. So, So what we're going to talk about this week, though, is something that has been a pretty big deal for a while. So how long, let me ask, um, first I'll go around the room and everyone can tell me kind of, we're talking about the show called Stranger Things that I don't know very much about, even though I've been to the store. So um, I'll start with, got to start, who else am I going to start with? Coco, got to start with Coco here. When did you first start watching Stranger Things? Like at the start of this year. How did you hear about it? Um, well, Katie was my friend Katie was telling me that her friend Zoe was obsessed with it. Okay. So I asked Mum if we could watch it and she thought that Katie had watched it, so she said yes. Mm. But Katie had never watched it. <laughs> so she was saying she would never let me watch it if she didn't if she knew that Katie hadn't have watched it. I'm still trying to convince Katie to watch it, though. Does Zoe know that you're an international podcasting star? No, she doesn't even know me. I just know her from Katie. Ah, okay. Does Katie know? I've told Katie I'm on a podcast. Okay. 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 Very good. So, um, what about you, Sarah? When did you first start watching Stranger Things? <sighs> well, um, I remember 
when my freshman year was, we were getting out of school. It was like the end of the year. We had like a few days left and everyone was really, really excited because like season four was coming out and I had never watched it because I thought I wouldn't like it. Um, and I kind of was like, I guess I'll try it out. And so then I started watching it and I kind of got obsessed with it and <laughs> I watched it all. So right around the end of May. Have you seen all four seasons, Coco? Yeah. How many times have you seen all four seasons? Well, just I'm watching it a second time with my grandma because she wanted to watch it. Okay. Okay. What about you, Sarah? How many times have you seen all four seasons? Just once. Oh, I thought you'd seen it more than once. I I started rewatching it. I just never finished rewatching it. Okay. So so Kirsty, uh, I assume that your introduction was through Coco. Well, no, I mean I had heard of it a few years ago when it first started, and I watched episode one, mm-hmm. but then I I just never carried on watching it, and um, and then like my older daughter asked to watch it when she was twelve, and I didn't think she was old enough. So she's quite cross with me now because, uh, like, she didn't get to watch it till this year when we all watched it together. I but was eleven. I think I was right though. I don't think she could have coped with it because it is quite scary. Yeah, she couldn't watch. She didn't want to watch season yeah, four. Yeah, yeah, she was still scared now. Okay. Like Fourteen, so. <laughs> <laughs> I'm scared to watch it too. It so. was pretty scary. No, you're not. <laughs> <laughs> well, let's see here. Um, and so all so the three of you are all really big fans of the show though at this point, right? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Yo, we're all three shaking your head at the same time. I could hear it. Too bad you haven't watched it. You know what? Um I'm the show's uh when I'm on the show, I'm the dummy. So I figured I'll keep that role this week. Huh? We know. We know, okay. <laughs> so what we're gonna do is we're gonna go through a few, <laughs> few lists here, <laughs> talk about, kind of talk about the show a little bit because the show, I'll be honest, I, I've vaguely heard of it and it really didn't catch my radar at all until she got onto the show. They had a little store at a local mall and we went to that store and they had, I guess there's like a couch in there that's from. They had a bunch of like rooms set up. Like the show. Like they had the arcade, the lab, like the Russian lab. Um, There was a phone. There was like the the buyer's house. And then like a little, a very small mall section. And the phone, the couch. That was in the house. And then there was the bike. It's like a bike. Oh, there was a bike and there was like a little thing behind it that showed like the red sky. So I'm from, I've seen that. I've seen that, and um, I I guess it got more into my radar recently because Metallica got real a lot of news out of it. I guess there was a scene. There's a a character that was into metal, and he had. There's a scene where he's holding an Iron Maiden cassette, and he says like, "This is music" or something like that. And then Metallica kind of got. They kind of made a big deal about Metallica when he did Master of Puppets or whatever that was, and. And they got in the news for various reasons, which we'll get into a little later. Um, so that's that's all I know about the show, really. 
Sarah, quick question. Was the phone in the buyer's house burnt from when the demagogue was No, it wasn't. Sad. Hmm. Yeah, it was kind of sad. I didn't even notice it, so, I mean. (laughs) You wouldn't have got it. You You did mention the phone. I did mention the phone. Yeah. I didn't know about the demagogue. Demogorgon. Demogorgon, so, okay. I have heard that word before. Okay, so... What we'll do is let's go through a few different things here and talk about Stranger Things. The The first thing we're going to do is just a simple ranking, right? And the way we rank things um, is we rank them in reverse order. Like you'll say... Is my, that, wait, is that how we're going to rank everything? Yes. Okay. So it'll be my... Of the four seasons, the one I like the least is... Or ranking four if you like them all. Four, three, two, one. So... We'll start with uh, seasons, and let's start with Coco here. So, Coco, what is your number four out of the four seasons? What's your number four? Season two. Not very exciting, and it was kind of sad because a character that I didn't really like died, but as he was dying, Uh, I started to like him more, (laughs) and his name was Bob. Bob. Oh, gosh. Oh, no. Okay. <laughs> I'm getting flashbacks. Okay, we'll get there. Just chill out. Hold it. Hold it together. Are we going to do, like, her fourth, my fourth, Kirstie's fourth? I'm the director. Let me direct. I'm just asking. Sarah, what is your number four? Um. Oh, mine was season one. Just because, like, I really liked it at first, like, when I first got into it. But once I watched the other seasons... It kind of just didn't stick out to me as much because it's more of like setting you up for the whole show. Okay. Okay. What about you, Kirsty? Um. So my number four is also season two. It it wasn't quite as exciting as the other four. Okay. As the other three seasons. Okay. And I didn't like the bit. Um. So in the show, Eleven goes to find her sister. And I wasn't very interested in that storyline. Okay. I feel like you're speaking Greek to me right now. It would have been better if Eleven was there the whole time. Wait, Mm. that's not the order. Hold on. Think that in your head. Don't say it out loud. (laughs) Okay. So, Coco, what would be be your number three ranked season? Season one. It's pretty boring, but... It has the Demogorgon, which makes it better than season two. Okay, okay. So, so far, what I'm getting out of you is the first two seasons were pretty boring. Yeah. They're not, like, I, I feel like when you They're first... They're not as scary. Okay. I feel like when they you first... They more scary. Okay, like so you like scary. Yeah. Okay, okay. So... Wait, can I... I was going to make a comment. I'm gonna ask you what your next season well, is. I have to. I feel like when I f- like when you first watch it, like it seems like good, and then you get to like the other like season, like the next season. You're and they're like, just oh, this better. This one's better. And this one's better. This one's better. See now, Kirsty, we're talking my language because this is like the more the most recent three Alice in Chains albums. Like Black gives way to Blues, really good, but then the Devil Put Dinosaurs here is yeah. even better. Yeah. And then Rainier Fog's even better. So I, I understand that. I'm just 
I got to relate it to people. So you have to explain everything in terms of Alice in Chains so he can understand. (laughs) Or, you know, there's plenty of other bands. I'm just, but that one is one that we've been talking about lately. Since you're a, since you've been in a grunge mood lately. (laughs) I have. (laughs) Okay. Okay. So Sarah, what's your number three ranked season? My number three is season two. Okay. Just because it's, it's not as eventful as the other two. Okay, and it didn't have the Demogorgon, right? Is that the word? Yes. Okay. Okay, but Demogorgon. The Demogorgon's re- cool. Though. Okay. It is cool though. Is that the thing that's at the arcade in that it's, area? It's the the big monster where you stand in front of it. And it where looks- I was like, ah. Okay, I did that too, didn't I? Oh, yeah, I think. Yeah. Got some pictures I could show. The thing that kind of looks like a flower when it opens yeah. its mouth. Okay, yeah, that's it. Yeah. That's it. Kirsty, what's your number three ranked season? I've got number three, and um, that is actually really good. I like people can't see Coco's looking at me in horror, saying, "How dare you!" Um, <laughs> and I really like, I really like the interaction with Steve and Robin and uh, Mal and the the Russian guy Alexei is in it, and he's really cool as well. But um, I just happen to like the other two better. So does does the music that gets played throughout the seasons have anything to do with your rankings anywhere? No. No. Okay. C- Coco, you. It's all about. It's all about. <laughs> maybe a bit. Okay. Well, maybe. Okay. Okay. Not for me. Not for you. Okay. I, I I tie it to, just like. I don't know how to explain it. Okay. It's okay. Okay. So Coco. Okay. Wait a minute. So. Tell me. You're going to give me two of them this time. Give me your number one first, because once you say your number two, everyone knows your number one. So we don't, we want to, we want to give them the ta-da. So what's your number one favorite season of Stranger Things? My number one favorite season is season three. Just because it introduces Robin and Billy ends up dying and I didn't <laughs> like him. <laughs> He was rude and mean. He was. He deserved it. Okay. Okay. That's okay. I like the actor who plays him. Yeah. But I just don't like Billy. If you don't like his character. And I like them all and the Russian style. Okay. So what about season um, four? That would be your remaining season. What do you think about that one? Season four. I liked it because it was gory and scary and it was just and it had some good songs like it had um running up that hill and it had Master of Puppets. Oh now <laughs> and we're also talking season three had never ending story. Season three <gasps> had never ending yes. story. Yes. Oh that scene was so good. Okay, okay. Okay, so Sarah what is your favorite season of Stranger Things? My favorite season of all four seasons of Stranger Things is season three. All right. So y'all because agree? it just like, I don't know. Something about it's just like so like, woo, I like this one. <laughs> like, <laughs> like. <laughs> okay, explain it a little. Like, like. It just has like like it introduces Robin and like 
I don't know how to explain it, but just like it's kind of like it takes place during summer. So it's kind of like that getting to see them live their lives and like I don't know. It's just like the best season, like to me. Okay. <laughs> like I, okay. So so that means your number two season was also season four. Mm-hmm. And it's just I really like season four because it, a lot of stuff happens and you get to see a lot like happen. Just like a lot of sad stuff, some fun, a little bit of funny stuff, and just like it's very eventful though. So is the show over or is there another season There's coming? One more season. One more season. Up. Okay. Okay. There's one more season. Okay. Okay. So, so Kirsty, what was your favorite season of the four? Uh, well, I picked number one, which is completely different to everybody else. And I think because um, I'm Generation X and they've made it, they've set it in the 80s and they've used, they've got like teens riding around on bikes. So it's a little bit, bit like E.T. and the Goonies. Goonies, yeah. I mean, when they talk about Bob in season three, he's played by Sean Astin from the Goonies. Oh, yeah. And um, and the whole thing's got Winona Ryder in it, which okay. we, we, were, we were into when we were teens maybe and um yeah so there's that nostalgia for us and it's just a really interesting story that sucks us in and makes us want to watch the next three seasons okay i've got season four for my number two because okay. yeah there is so much going on it is terrifying um it's kind of like got a nightmare in, on elm street vibe wow because um a lot of the times there's flashbacks to like when we were growing up yeah. And um, also, it's got that epic scene with the Master of Puppets. <laughs> okay, yeah. And, um, and it has Eddie. Yeah. <laughs> and it has what? Eddie. But yeah, the Eddie. whole thing's just really exciting. Do you think, as an Iron Maiden fan, do you think they named that character Eddie because of Iron Maiden's Eddie? I'd like to think so. <laughs> I think so. Do you think so? Because they do make an Iron Maiden reference. I mean, he goes, this is music. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. they're looking for music, and um, but they they don't mean that sort of music. And he holds up the cassette and shouts at them, "This is music." Yeah, <laughs> but it was peace of mind, right? Just looking through every CD. Yes, it is. Should have been something like what, a. What year is it set in? Um. What year is nineteen eighty four? Nineteen. Yeah. I think the first one I think is like nineteen. I don't know. I thought the first one was 1983. Yeah, I think oh, okay. so. I think so. Okay, so that fits. Oh, yeah, Master of Puppets came out. Okay, okay, 85 then. Okay, or 86. 86. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Well, that's interesting enough. There, that's a that that's a little the the horror aspect of it. So obviously, Coco, you're a fan of like horror movies and stuff, right? Do you have a favorite horror movie? Out? Do you have a favorite? I don't. I don't really watch horror movies because. I don't think mum would allow me. Because you're 12. Yeah. I'm pretty sure Nightmare on Elm Street came out when I was 12. accidentally allowed it. Yeah. That first Nightmare on Elm Street's a scary one, that's for sure. I remember seeing that back in the day when I was really young. Yeah. Yeah, and season four is probably almost as scary as that. Oh, wow. Oh, wow. Season four or three? Four. Four. Oh wow! Okay. Is okay. that the one where they can't sleep? Or but something? by then we were committed. We've watched three seasons. <laughs> yes. Season four, Billy just didn't want to keep going anymore. No, she didn't want to watch she, it anymore. She said she didn't want to watch it anymore. Yeah. I kind of 
convinced her to watch the rest. But we, we binge watched it all, all together during the day. Uh-huh. So yeah, not we, just before bedtime. We watched mm. all of it in two days. Yeah. Really? Wow. Season four. It was a very oh, it was a very um, stormy now. weekend, wasn't it? We weren't going anywhere. We were all screaming at the TV. It was <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I'm not a big fan of, of like really scary stuff. I liked it when I was a kid, but the older I've gotten, the less I like it. So I don't know if I'd be into it or not. But yeah, same. Okay. And now, even though I've watched it, now I'm rewatching it with my grandma. I keep on telling them what to do, but I know they're going to do the opposite <laughs> of what I want them to do because I've seen it, and it's just so annoying. <laughs> yeah, and, well, and just for reference and here, telling them not to go somewhere. Just for reference. And then they go alone. How old are you, Coco? Twelve. And Sarah, how old are you? Fifteen. And me and Kirsty were old, right? Yes. We're middle age. <laughs> <laughs> we sure are. <laughs> oh gosh. I, I think that makes sense. Like, obviously, I keep talking about the eighties. Right, right. We lived you know, it. I was at school then, so Yeah. Can't really hide it. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so the next thing we're going to go to is we're going to list, you you guys are going to list your favorite characters. So we'll start in order again this time um, from five to one. This time I'll start with Sarah. So Sarah, we'll start with you. Um, Who is your, if you listed your top five characters, who do you have at number five? Okay, well, it was a really hard decision because I had to think about all the moments and just, like, I don't know. But <laughs> I I put, as my number five, I put Robin because she's a really good character, but, like, I really like a lot of the characters that we've had for longer, around, like, around for longer, like, because she was introduced in season three. Okay. Okay. Anything special about her? Um, she's pretty cool. <laughs> I like her character. She's she's kind of co- like comedic relief sometimes. So I could be wrong. I'm the so I'm no. the Robin of the show then. Sarcastic. No. Oh yeah, that's me. You could be the Steve. Sar- <laughs> sarcastic. Steve the hair. You can be Sarah- Steve the, Steve the, the hair Harrington. Okay. I don't know who That's that is. That's his nickname. Okay. Steve the Hare. Hair. Okay. Hair. Yeah, my grandma doesn't like his hair. <laughs> she she says he needs to get a haircut. <laughs> That's like his whole personality. Yeah. Did you hear that? Something happened. <laughs> no, it's like Steve the Hare Harrington. He can't get. He can't. Yeah, he uses like hair. girl hair products in his and name. stuff. Yeah, yeah. I, <laughs> that sounds. I understand that. Okay, so so um, Coco, who is your number five character of the whole show? I don't think this list is very accurate because there are too many and it's so hard to choose from. But I have <sighs> Hopper because he's <gasps> funny and he's cool. And he has, like, a very amazing fight scene in season four where he's fighting the Demogorgon with a sword. Oh, yeah, that was really good. I forgot about that. I mm. forgot about him. Okay. You can add him to your list right now if you want. You can, no, no one knows your list. You can change it. I don't want to delete anyone off my list. Okay. He's my sixth. Okay. We'll just say he's my sixth. Okay. So, um, 
Kirsty, who do you have at number five? Um, I've got Dustin. He's one of the kids, and he's in it from the first season. Um, he's just really funny and kind, but he also he makes bad decisions. Um, like he kept a demogorgon baby, and it demodog. Yeah, a demodog. Sorry. <laughs> um, he just thought it was like a cute oh. animal, and it like grew up to <laughs> cause quite a lot of mayhem. Kill his cat. Yeah, and um, and he's also it's quite nerdy and. Good, good with um science and electronics and stuff. So okay, yeah, he's yeah. pretty, he's pretty funny. Sarah, this microphone is going to pick up everything you say. Just FYI, okay, you'll live. It hurts. Okay, so number four, Sarah, who is your number four character out of all the characters? This is your fourth favorite character on the whole show. Who is it? Um. So I had I had a, I just had a lot of trouble choosing five characters because there's just like like Coco said there's a lot of people, but I picked Lucas because I feel like he's really underrated and he's no he is so like he's just so kind like he doesn't I mean like in season four he got kind of like but I just feel like I don't know I just feel like he's underrated and people don't appreciate like. Because, like, they all get bullied a lot, and I just, I don't know. I, I just like Lucas. Yeah. Okay. I don't like him. He was rude to Eleven in season one. <laughs> in season one. He's a, cha- kind of rude. he's a changed guy. And also, <laughs> he was, like, pointing out some of Max's flaws in season, I think it was season three. He's a yes. change. He's changed. When he was. He's in high school he now. He's changed, changed a bit in season in season four. He got better, but in the rest of the seasons, like, I just don't at think the end of good. season four, like when like him and Max are talking, like ugh, it's just so cute. Okay, Coco, who is your number four most favorite character on the show? I have Dustin because he cares so much about his friends, and he's super nice and funny and cool and it's just like he's just a good character okay okay Kirsty, who do you have at number four um i've got argyle he's a he's a stoner um he comes into it in season four and he's he doesn't really know what's going on so um you know he he reacts with the sort of shock that a normal person would have whereas everybody else is kind of getting used to they're being Lots of drama everywhere. And um, he provides a nice bit of comic relief. Okay. I could I could be that character too then, huh? Yeah, he has really long hair. Oh, cool. That's my kind of guy. Yeah, longer <laughs> than yours. Wow. Way longer. Like, it's like down here. Oh, like, wow. down to his waist. Wow. Yeah, I don't know what mine that long, so. Okay. Okay, so number three, Sarah. Who's your number three favorite character? My number three. Once it got to the number three, I was kind of like, like all three, I was like, oh, gosh. Like, I got to... I gotta narrow it down. Um, I picked Max because ever since Max was introduced, like I just had a good feeling, like about her character, and I just really like her. She's, she's like, she's de- very defensive of her friends, and she just cares a lot about the group. Okay, that's a good kind of friend person. What about you, Coco? Who- very brave. Yeah. Too. And in season two, she just moved Billy's car. And hit 
yes. have friends. <laughs> nice. <laughs> I have Steve because his hair is amazing and he has no, the best not you. character development. He just other Steve. Oh, not me. <laughs> Steve oh. the hair. You're not. You're not in Stranger Things. Steve the Hair Harrington. I am strange, um, though. He has the best character development. He's just kind of rude and mean in season mm-hmm. one. And then in season four, he's just looking after everyone and being really he's nice. A, he's a babysitter. <laughs> a babysitter. Yes. He, yes. And he's like the mum of the group. Yes. <laughs> okay. I've, I've seen things where people will do him like paste a picture of him and have all his children and yeah. watch the characters around him. <laughs> Are the cops coming to get you guys? Maybe. <laughs> I hope not. <laughs> What's your number three, Kirsty? Um, well, I'm going to go with the actual mum of the uh, movie, Joyce. Um, and she's, she's a single mum. In the first season, one of her children goes missing and she's the only one that really believes that he's still alive. And she'll do anything to get him back. Like, she's completely trashes her house with an axe. And, yeah, she'll just do anything. She goes into the Upside Down to get him back. She's very brave. Mm-hmm. And then she um, even adopts another child later on. And But then in season four, she kind of dumps all her kids to run off to go and find a man that she doesn't even know is alive in a oh, Russian yeah. prison which is a, a bit of a character development the other way huh. yeah she's just really she's just really little and brave and tough okay the thing is the whole time we were watching it mum kept on saying Jopper because she wanted Joyce and Hopper to get together <laughs> and how did you feel about that Chloe it's, no <gasps> but I mean they did end up getting together. You don't in the like end, but I don't like how she kept on saying Jopper. I yeah. do. I just don't like how she kept on saying Jopper at all times. I know. I Jopper. Even like in season Every one. time they would be seen <laughs> together, she would say Jopper. I'd say, oh, oh, do you think they're going to get together? And it like totally annoy my kids. <laughs> I, they they could. I was like, Sorry. they probably can get together, but I don't like it when she's saying it. <laughs> Jopper. <laughs> Yeah, but yeah, you made that clear and I never stopped, did I? <laughs> <laughs> uh, so I'm not alone in that, am I, Sarah? Not letting stuff go. Oh, yeah. Okay, so now we're really getting down. Now we this time we can do the number two because there's so many characters, so you don't it won't give away your number one. So, Sarah, who is your num- who's your number two favorite? My number two is um, Dustin because... Again, like both of them said, like he's just a really good character. He cares a lot. He cares a lot about his friends and he just like like he's the kind of character that'll go out of his way just to like make sure his friends are like good and stuff. And even though his friends haven't always been the best friends, like when the whole Susie thing went down, they were like, She's not real, she's not real. Is this uh, Jopper? No, it's not Jopper. No, that's... <laughs> Dustin's a kid, and Dustin's then he had a girlfriend, a... Susie, that nobody thought was real. Yeah, and that all his so friends, like, left him. Or something. Cause they oh. <laughs> and even though they're not always the best friends to him, he always, like, is good friend, a well, good friend to Mike them. was a very good friend for him in season one. He tried to jump off of a cliff to oh, save yeah. him from having his teeth removed. 
by bullies. Yeah, and he just, mm. he gets bullied a lot, too, and he's just, like, but I, I just like love him. But I feel like Mike's development just went down. I feel like he wouldn't mm. jump yeah. now as the character he is. Yeah. Interesting. Interesting. He, yeah, but he's just a really good character. He's funny. He's, I don't know, he just, okay. he's really, he's very kind. Okay. What about you, Coco? You're number two. I have Argyle because he's funny and he has good music taste. He listened to Pasa Ducci. Pasa Ducci. Ducci, yes. He listened <laughs> to that on the way to go pick up his friends while they were getting attacked <laughs> with people with guns. He was just chilling. And then when he, when he got there, he was freaking out. But then he just kind of, he just was so funny. <laughs> and he didn't really know what was going on at all. And at the end of the season, he was, everyone was like doing something to fix up a house so they could hide in that house. But he was picking mushrooms. <laughs> <laughs> funny. That's interesting. <laughs> He's a stoner. Kur- oh, okay, that's right. Kirsty, what's your number two? Uh, my number two is Murray, another of the adults. Um, <laughs> He's just he's just really funny. He's like a private investigator. He's um, never afraid to point things out. He point, if he notices a little bit of chemistry between the two characters, he'll make them very uncomfortable by mentioning oh, it. Yeah. And then they get together. Yeah, see, it seems to be a tactic that works. Um, <laughs> and he, he can do karate, speak lots of languages. He's really funny. Um, yeah, he's just he's just really different, and he just sort of brightens up every scene that he's in. Okay. 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 So now, now comes the big reveal. I'm sure all of you, because have y'all, how many, how many of your characters have been in common so far? Not very many, right? I don't think any. Okay. So everyone, all, so all three of you have picked basically twelve different characters at this point. So now, but we've all said the same characters, haven't we? Yeah. And at least two of us said Argyle. So. Not me. What's the chances? Um, I'm gonna ask Kirsty this. Kirsty, what's the chances that all three of you pick the same number one character? No chance. Okay, that means you've already seen Coco's list. <laughs> can I? Can I say what I think? Hold on. What? What? what there's do you think? a. There's a one. Wait. How would you? S- I think I know. One percent chance that that Sarah and one of us have the same thing. There's a one. Yeah, chance. I already know one of 1%. them doesn't have my number one because okay. they were on their okay, list okay. already. All right, so <clears throat> so okay, so Sarah, who is your number one most favorite character of this entire show? My number one most favorite character of this entire show is is Steve. <laughs> Just because, because like, like. Coco said, like, he's had so much development. Like, I hated his character. I was, like, I was ready for him to just be, like, gone. Like, they were planning for him to die in the first season. Like, you wanted that flower to eat him? Yeah, the flower was going to eat him, but they changed it because they saw that he could develop. Okay. And, like, he's just had a lot of development. Like, um, like, at one point, like, he was just really rude, and he would never have cared about the kids, and, like, he was rude to the kids, and he's just, like, he kind of was like Billy, like, at the beginning. 
And then, um, but then he's just like, he cares so much about the kids and he just wants to make sure everyone's safe and taken care of and he's kind and he's funny. Okay. And he also ends up fighting Billy to help Mac. Oh yeah, he like, he'll go out of his way to help, so. He lost. Yeah, he, he's not <laughs> a good fighter. He lost to Jonathan too. <laughs> okay. But he still, he, at least he tries. It's the thought that counts. Sure, sure. Okay. All right, Coco, here is the big reveal. Who is your all-time favorite character from Stranger Things out of all four seasons? Which one's your favorite? I feel like this is inaccurate, but I have Eddie because he's super cool and he likes metal and he learned how to play a song which then you'd have to like listen to thousands of times just so you would know the keys and stuff. So... I was very upset when he died. And oh, yeah, me too. He's just amazing. Yeah. That- I feel bad for him because everyone thought he was a murderer and he was a bad person, but he was amazing. Mm, okay. Okay. That's what I would have guessed for everybody's pick, but I don't know anything about the show. <laughs> so Hold on. I'm changing something. Okay. Uh-oh. Okay. But you don't have to tell us. You just, I was, I was just do it saying, privately. I didn't want you all to think I was like, Anything else before no, Kirsty reveals that's her? That's it. Sorry, Kirsty. Something you're very good at here: revealing your all-time favorite character. Although it's usually an all-time something else different, but what's your all-time favorite character from this show? I think I'm just gonna ask Coco to tell me who is it. Hopper. Yes. And what do you think about that? <laughs> Were you surprised? No. <laughs> Not at all. No. Why did you pick him? I think I've got a little bit of a thing for him, haven't I? Yes. Yeah. Uh. So, no, he starts off and he's like a, um, he's a policeman and he's pretty lazy at the beginning. He just sort of shuffles into work late, eats his donuts. <laughs> Doesn't really care about anything. We play a game called the Akinator and every time I guess that mum's thinking of Hopper because you have to think of a character and then they'll... Oh, yeah. What character you're thinking of? Every time I think that Mum's thinking of Hopper because yeah, <laughs> every time I don't, I don't think Hopper because I know you're thinking of, of, of Hopper. You did at least oh, once. I did, did once. But, yeah, but you know his character really grows. You know he ends up like investigating everything, investigates the lab, and goes into the upside down to a rescue world, and you know, and he and, and he adopts. 11 and they have a really good relationship together and and it, i just think he's really sweet when he's trying to ask joyce out <laughs> which is um something that the kids wouldn't be that into my question is who's whose parent is which parent is 11's because hopper was her parent and then he died apparently and then it was joyce so they just shared custody, or is it? Yes, yeah, they could get married and they all live together like a nice family. That would be lovely if that happened, wouldn't it? Well, yes. I, I don't, I don't know yes, Jumper. I don't know about I don't know about eleven, but I do know I do know why five is afraid of six. Because why? Because six, seven, eight, seven. Nine, wait, six, right? That's six, not eight, how it goes. Oh my gosh! No. What is it? How, how does it go? It's seven, eight, nine. It's because oh, why is six afraid of seven? Because yeah, seven, eight, eight, nine. Is 
Ah, uh, you know. Bad. Nope. There we nope. go. No, just just stop. Stop while you're behind. Look, Kirsty, honestly, does me screwing that joke up surprise you? <laughs> no. Nor it makes it better. <laughs> okay, we're doing. Okay, so the next thing we're gonna do is we're gonna eat, each one of you is going to list. I have six. Six. Yeah. What sad scenes? Happy. No, just it is scenes. Okay, so. We're gonna we're just y'all are gonna have this little discussion here, but but I want each one of you to name uh, like your fa- out of yours. I want you to name your favorite sad scene because they may have some of the same scenes. So, uh, Kirsty, I'll start with you. What oh, is sorry? What is your favorite sad scene that happens on this show? Oh, I wouldn't say it's favorite, but it's sad, and I don't think any. I don't think the other kids would. Um, say this, but when Eleven finds out that her mother was a subject in the lab and that she was stolen from her mother at birth, um, and her mother was told that she'd miscarried, but she knew she hadn't, and she went back, she kept trying to get help, but she couldn't get any help. Um, then she even got to the lab and found Eleven and tried to get her back, but she was caught and was um, subjected to electroconvulsive therapy, and from then on she could only just repeat four phrases on a loop. And Eleven mm. can get into her mother's head because she can. Um, she's got powers, but she can't communicate with her. And you know, I think that's really sad because, like, some people do obviously get babies taken away from them, and sure. it'd be awful to lose your mind as well. Mm-hmm. That's two bad things. <laughs> two really bad things. That's very sad. I <laughs> <laughs> like the way you laughed when you said that. I don't know. <laughs> Coco thinks it's pretty funny. <laughs> no, it's not. It's just I don't know how to react while saying that's pretty sad. Yeah, I got I you. I don't know what to do. Maybe I shouldn't say your favorite sad scene. Maybe I should say the saddest scene. Okay, so that's probably... So, Coco, you're going you're gonna to go next. What, is, what do you think is the saddest scene that happened on this show? I was, like, extremely sad, and I was, like, about to cry when this was happening, but I didn't like when Dustin had to tell Eddie's uncle that Eddie was <gasps> because he was Dustin was crying and he was very upset and it's just I didn't like how he had to say that he, yeah, Eddie was dead to someone he didn't really know and he was just a kid he lost someone that he respected and liked a lot so if they also kill off um Steve in season five, then he'll lose two people that he really cared about. If they do that. So, I, it's just so sad. Yeah, because they were going to kill him off in season two. There is a chance that he will get killed off in season five. But there are some people that said they would quit their job at working at helping making strange things. <laughs> they would quit if they killed Steve. I feel mm. like... But in reality, it's too good a job to be doing that kind of thing. Right. I well, feel I like mean, it's almost over. I feel like if he died, he'd be like be like dying for Dustin. Like he'd have to, or like one of the kids. Like I he'd feel, be yeah, he would like him. save someone. He would be saving someone. Yeah, he'd die a hero. But like, but even cause... some of the cast say that they need to do one big killing scene where they kill off like half the people. I don't understand why they would want that. I feel I want like everyone to stay alive. Me too. I feel like, like, but I have, if like, they two other sad kill things. off, like, okay. if they kill off, like, a big group of people, I feel like it'll either be 
um, I feel like it'll be, like, either a bunch of the adults or a bunch of the older, like, kids, like, Nancy and Jonathan and Steve. Because, like, those are, like, kind of the role models. But now that the kids are growing up, like... Like? Yeah. <laughs> well, the kids would do something stupid to save one of the... Does adults. anyone hope it'll be Jonathan if they do have to pick one of them? No. It, do they? <laughs> no. Uh, Jonathan's still pretty good, I think. Yeah, I feel like had to pick one. If they were to kill someone, it would be someone bad, like Vecna. I have to... I feel someone like if I had to pick... Deserves to die. One of them... If I had to pick one of the teenagers... I feel like I would pick Jonathan. Just because, like, he's he's not as, like, in season four, he wasn't, like, as present. Like, you don't see him as much. Mm. Like, you, like, Nancy, Steve, and, um. Sarah. Coco. Who am I thinking of? Kirsty. No, who am I? Matt. Nancy, Steve, and. Robin. Robin, yeah. Yeah, Robin. They were, like, very present in, like, a bunch of the, like, the take, trying to take down Vecna and stuff. That's only if I had to pick. I don't want any of them to. But okay. Anyways, yeah. let me and get also, to my. Also, he kind of just wanted to. He kind of wanted to not be going to the same school as Nancy or see Nancy as much. Like he was just kind of got awkward between them. Yeah. So I can see why you picked Jonathan, but. But I wouldn't want anyone to die. I do not want Jancy, or not Jancy. I don't want Stancy. Si- no, Jana? I don't like it. I like I Jancy. Steve, I think Steve needs to get. I think Steve needs to get with someone better. But I think yeah. Nancy needs to just like. That's what I've been saying. I'm from outside. Nancy needs to be by herself <laughs> for a while. Okay. 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 So Sarah, your your saddest scene ever from this show. What is it? So it's not one of the ones they said. No. Okay. Okay. It's really hard for, there's two that I have that are, like, the most, like, sad for me, but I'm going to do it based on the one I cried my eyes out of. <laughs> so, you know, in season three, like, when Hopper dies, so I thought that he, like, yeah. I, I thought he actually died because I didn't watch, like, the end credit scene. Everyone. And... I didn't know he was still, like, alive in the Russian prison or whatever. And I was like, I could find you photos. I was so, so heartbroken. Like, I can't believe I forgot to put his character in my top five. Like, he, I was just like... take photos of yourself crying. Yeah, I sent them to my friend. Yeah, it's a thing. Because my friend, she she had already seen it, and so I was like, I sent them to her, and I was like, oh, is he really dead? Like, At least now I know if I ever watch that, I have to watch all the way to the end, and I don't have to get worried about it. Yeah, now you know everything. That's okay. It spoils the whole show. You know he's not, you know he's not dead. Is it? You know a lot of spoilers now, like people who die. Yeah. He won't remember. Yeah. <laughs> That's true, too. <laughs> I so, won't remember any of this. So, okay. Wait, yeah. wait. What are you doing? I was just looking at my scene. You're still talking about... Can we... St- are we just going to... Well... I said I have two Do you have more any more sad, sad scenes? Okay, well, Coco had an... Did, did you have any more sad scenes, Kirsty? I had two no. more. No. 
Okay, so, so what's one of yours, Coco? What's another one of your sad ones? I have Max when she's in a coma because I really like Max and it was sad to see that she was just unable to do anything and she had like, it just looked so painful and sad. And, that, and, then, and then Lucas was just by her bed reading to her and he had like the picture of them at the movies up. Which is so oh, sorry. <laughs> it's so sad. Okay. <laughs> Are you laughing over there? Should I say my other one, or should? No, let let Sarah. We'll let Sarah go, and then uh, we'll you, you'll do your next one. What's your next okay. one, Sarah? I think that me and Coco's next two are both the same. Okay. So I'm just gonna go ahead and say mine is like the whole Max like dying slash coma scene. Because, like, the whole build-up to where Lucas, like, she's in the air and Lucas is screaming, like, like, you know, like, and her bones breaking and stuff, like, and then, like, that whole build-up and then, like, the fact that, um, I'm pretty sure, that, like, a lot of people have said that they don't think she's gonna, like, wake up. They think she's just gonna be in a coma for the whole season, next season, and it's just really sad. Well, that would just make this season terrible. I know, cause like, where's Max? Like, I I love Max. Max is so good, and she's been through so much. Was his name? What was his name? Jason, the guy who like broke the headset for the music. It's completely his fault, and he got what he deserved. He got split yes. in half by that portal. <laughs> I didn't actually notice that happened when I was watching it. I somehow looked away at that exact moment and then I saw memes about that and then I was like, what happened to him? So I had to Google it and I saw pictures of him being split in half by the portal. And it made you happy. Yeah, but when he stepped on those headphones, I was like, no! I was like, like, no, how is she going to get out of it now? She's going to die thanks to you. Yeah, thanks a lot, Jason. The music's what's keeping her alive. And the only reason that she survived is because of Eleven. Yeah. Doing her powering. Yes, it's, it's funny that none of us picked Eleven, wasn't it? No thanks to Seven, though. No, but... Because uh, <laughs> Seven, Eight, Nine, you know? Dad. <laughs> Six, Eight, Nine. Stop. <laughs> um, but, like, a lot of people said that they think if she wakes up, she's going to, like, have no memory of anything and that's so sad because like all the progress that she's made and stuff like it's just gonna be gone okay i feel like if she does wake up she's still gonna be like blind because Vecnell was like poking his fingers in her eyes yeah she was like have blood coming out of her eyes i think she's gonna she's not gonna be able to see after that she's gonna Mm -hmm. be blind so it's she's gonna be so sad Okay, so you both have one more sad scene that you wrote down. I think it's going to be the same. Okay, so Maybe. on the count of three, both of you say your sad scene, and let's see if they're the same. <laughs> no one will understand any of it, but that's okay. Ready? Can you... Three? Who's good? Both, both of you at the same time. We'll see if they're the same scene. And then y'all can give each other a virtual hand slap. Like, she'll be like... <laughs> there you go, like that. Okay, ready? Three, two, one, 
Go. When Eddie's Eddie died. died. No. Oh, I said it. <laughs> there you go. Well, we still had the same thing. Yeah, yeah we had the same I thing. Uh. <laughs> All right, so Eddie's death, okay? All right, that's what you both said. <sighs> it was just so emotional. He's the guitar, the master of puppets guy. It's like yeah. it's like the whole buildup. He, he could have survived. He could have lived, but he like kind of killed himself because he didn't want to run away. He again. was like, "I'm not gonna run but away he, this just, time." He could have survived. It, he had no reason to go out there. He would have been alive. He went out there to prove that he, he could. Like, I don't know why he would do that. He wouldn't. Was run. he trying to protect the other teenagers? No. By luring the bats. No, away. the bats was still like outside of the van. It like, was, yeah, he like, got. He had already distracted. It was kind of the whole build so up. I think I would have been. I think it would have been fine if he had just left. Like, yeah, like when he gets on there and he plays the song and they all come towards him and they all start attacking him and like you realize like, oh dang it, he's not gonna. He's not gonna make it. What like, if it was just so a... many people are trying to figure out ways to find out if like so many people are like no he's just fainted or something because yeah. they're like, like trying to put things together like how the Duffer Brothers said they can only bite not kill. I think that many of them biting you and losing that much blood would still kill you. Even, even if, if it's not from the bats. What if it's not real but just some crazy dream? Right, Kirsty. I no. So many people are saying, like "What if it's just one big Dungeons and Dragons game?" So yes. they just end it, and it's like the older versions of themselves playing that game. Yeah, it's like so. It was oh, all you won! I was like, like upset if that happened. Yeah. Like no, because all can't. I could see that happening, but it could be a bit lame. All I would of the like characters, it if it ended up being a that like all the villains, like to be real. They're all like tied into Dungeons and Dragons. So like imagine like it's just like, oh Will wins or like Okay. Like oh And they're saying that like something's gonna happen like Eddie's going to be there's like this person called Kaz, I think, who ended up killing Vecna. So what during they actually during the Dungeons and Dragons scene where they're in their Hellfire Club, they say Vecna appears and then they're all screaming like, no, he was killed by Kaz. Everyone was really upset about that, and they think someone's going to come to kill Vecna, kind of like Kaz did. Mm-hmm. That's what we'll say. Okay. I still have three more scenes. They're three not, more? They're not sad. Okay, though. wait a minute. You got fun, <laughs> wow. funny scenes? You got any funny um, ones? Yeah. Let's let's just do the funny ones. But they're... Let, what? Okay, okay. Let's, okay. let's do the funny ones first. Can and then I say you... one, one, uh, one of my others, the last? Yeah, let's do the funny ones first. All right, so Coco, you go first. Tell us, what, what do you think was the funniest scene that happened on the whole show? I have one in season three where Dustin's in the vent trying to get to the Russian lab, <laughs> and he can't fit through so he's yelling at Steve, and he ended up screaming, touch my butt, I don't care, because he needed to get pushed in. <laughs> and it was really funny. <laughs> and even um, Gaten, the person who plays him, said that is his favorite funny scene. Uh-huh. Even he said that. <laughs> so I think it's just a really funny scene. Yeah, yeah. What about you, Sarah? What's your favorite funny? Um, I don't really know if it's funny, but it's just a, like a happy scene like that I like a lot. 
I like the scene like when at the beginning of season three when Dustin goes to see Steve and he's like, Henderson, like, you know what I'm talking about? Like, do you know what I'm talking about? Yeah, that's really cool. <laughs> and then like, they're like, they like do their little handshake and they hug and it's just like, a rep- it kind of just shows like the friendship of them. It's not really funny, but. <laughs> yeah! Yeah! <laughs> It's just a happy scene. <laughs> okay, what else you got? You haven't. You said you had like two more scenes. I have two more. Yeah. Um, I also this is a, just a happy scene. Again, it's not really funny, but it's just um in season one when like they finally like get Will back and all the like all his like all like <laughs> like all his friends get to see him again and just like they give him a big hug and it's just the reunion of like. We missed you, like, all that. Um, And then my last scene is, this isn't, like, happy. It's kind of just, like, a very suspenseful scene. It's when um, the first time that Vecna gets um, Max uh, in, like, the whole, like, her running to get, like, out, like, with the song in the background and everything, like... I like that scene a lot. It's a very good what cool song was build it? up. Amazing. You remember what song it was? It's Running Up That Hill. That was her favorite song. Uh, I thought it was. Because it related to the fact that her brother dies. Okay. Was, were they running silent? I wanted to switch places. Yeah, it goes like, if I could make a deal with God, I'd get him to switch our places. Were they running free? Or swap our places. Kirsty got it. (laughs) And she wanted to, like, swap places with Billy so she would be the one dead. Yeah. She was very sad. Okay, well, now we're going to talk about my favorite part. The music. The music, yeah. I want you to look. So, I'm not looking at your list. So, so each of you has a top five, right? Yes. Mm -hmm. Coco, you got a top five? Okay. So. Yes. Can I say something before we go? Go ahead. What do you guys Well, say? I don't think it's like top fives. It's just songs I like. Not really. That's um, okay. I kind of tie like my the songs to like the scenes that they're attached to. The the four and five, my fourth and fifth aren't really tied to the scene. I just like them. Okay. But the like the first, the top three are like tied to the scene that they're attached to. Okay. That's- Fine. I'm just saying, because I don't want y'all to be like, oh, yeah, bad music taste. Oh, don't worry. I will. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So, uh, how about, let's see. I'm going to let Sarah go first on this one. Woo! Woo, woo! Yeah, maybe not. <laughs> okay. So, we'll do, uh, we'll go, <laughs> we'll go five, four, three, two, one, like the other lists. And Sarah, what is your fifth favorite, fifth favorite song? My fifth favorite song um is Detroit Rock City. It's tied to it's tied to the scene like at the roller rink and I don't really like that scene. I just like the song. You've and heard I heard that live before. I think it's I think it is cool that they played it at the roller rink. Yeah. So Okay, okay. Yeah. Coco, what's your number five song? Um I also have Detroit Rock City. Woo! Whoa, Kirsty, hear that? Woo! Yes. Well, yes. <laughs> I just like Kiss so much, and I, it's, I'm glad that song's in there. 
That's cool. Yeah. I mean, I, I, I can understand that. So, Kirsty, what is your number five? Uh, my number five is Should I Stay or Should I Go by The Clash. Um, and it's really cool because um, Will's older brother um, introduces him to it and he really loves it and plays it over and over. And when they don't know where he is, they play that song for him in the hope that they can find him somehow. Hmm. Interesting, interesting. All right, so even in the upside down, Will started singing that song, and people are making up crazy things like, I bet he survived and Bob didn't because he was singing and Bob wasn't. <laughs> but I don't think so. He was just running away. I think that's how he survived. Okay. He wasn't trapped in a pool. <laughs> Makes enough sense to me, I guess. <laughs> Sarah, what's your number four? Um, my number four, I don't know when this one plays. I just really like this song. It's the song, You Spin Me Round. Do you know what I'm talking about? The one that's like, Who sings that? I don't know. Dead or Alive. Uh, I just know it's like, You spin me right round, be right round. Like a record, baby. Yeah. Like a record, baby. <laughs> I just like that song. And it's um. It's funny, is that because that's one of your favorite songs, isn't it, Coco? Yeah, I know that song. Didn't but have I, it. Is it even Stranger Thing? I haven't heard it. Enough. I don't know. Is it, it on the soundtrack? It said it was on the soundtrack. That's why I just looked like at some of the sa- songs to just make sure, like I knew what I was putting yeah, on my list. I'm gonna Google it. where that is. It <laughs> said it was in season four at some point, but I don't know. Just watch it again. Okay. <laughs> um. Coco, what's your number four? Listen out for that song. Yeah. I have past the past the Dutchie. Um, because I like when it was played because just Argyle's chilling, <laughs> going to pick up his friends, and then he just sees people with guns and he's panicking. Who who's the artist? Uh, musical youth. Music no, I never even heard of that one. So don't you yeah, it was quite big in the 80s. I, I, I mean, I've, songs were. I've heard the song. I just never have heard of that artist. So, mm. What's your number four, Kirsty? Uh, Rocky Like a Hurricane, because it is just one of my favorite songs, and I was just glad that it's in there. Yeah. Um, that's when that's when you first get introduced to Billy. Okay. okay. And, and all, all the girls looking him out. Okay. He is. I don't know what an awful person he's going to be. He's not that cute in the show with the hair. I don't like his hair. It's. I know. I think it must be of its time. It certainly isn't the sort of thing that's attractive to people at the moment. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, Sarah, what's your number three? Now these top three are tied to scenes again. Okay. So I tie them to emotional scenes that made me like, oh wow, like chills. You yeah. know. Uh, my number three is Master of Puppets, just because that's a very strong scene. Yeah. I can understand. That's a good song. That's one I know for sure. Is it? Do you know it? Yeah, I heard that one live back in 1988. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> back before, back when, actually, back when I was your age, just about. <laughs> Long time ago there. <laughs> okay, uh, Coco, what about you? What's your, is this number three? Number three, what's your number three? Um, I have never ending story. 
it's just a cute moment where it's the first time you get to hear or see Susie and she just asks him to sing a song with her. <laughs> and that's so in return she'll give him like the number to something. The number to like save their lives. Ah, okay. Yeah. Okay. And she just asks sing that song and everyone's like in a pretty bad situation it's like some people are running in a like driving in a car away from a monster mm. while they're just having fun singing a song <laughs> which makes the scene a lot funnier and l- r- like less scary because yeah. you got them just singing sure. in the background is there any chance you could get your mom to sing that for us right now for people that haven't heard it Turn around. I don't know what. <laughs> Look at what you see. Coco. There we go. <laughs> Make believe I'm everywhere. <laughs> we can sing a duet, like a, a trio. Tr- a tree. Pull up the word. Yeah, that would have been a good idea. There's yeah. also a little like Easter egg during the song because. Dustin wears like this hat all the way through season one, and then in season, like, it, all through like the first few seasons, and then season three kind of just disappears, and you can see his hat in Susie's room, in the background. Hmm. So she liked from him or something, which is cute. <laughs> <laughs> Kirsty, what's your number three? I've seen this live. It's um, Detroit Rock, Rock City by Kiss. Oh yeah, oh yeah. Just and, recently. And yeah. again, I've, I'm just uh, I'm just happy that it makes an appearance in there because it's a really cool song. Oh yeah, that's it's a great. Could be my favorite Kiss song. Well, apart from going blind. Yeah, going blind. That's right. How is party? No, not party every day. Not your favorite. Um. Well, it's just not my favorite. It's your favorite. <laughs> it's my favorite. I was <laughs> screaming it. As that, loud as I could. Is that your favorite that, Kiss song? That was a really good night. That was the first one I ever heard, and it was all because of my school. Screaming and singing along to that with you was like a really great moment, though. Ah, that's awesome. Those are good that's moments. That's my number one moment at the concert. Okay, very cool. All right, so now we're getting down to the top two. So, Sarah, what's your number two? Um, My number two is it's called Separate Ways by Journey. Mm-hmm. It's... It's tied to a very, like, suspenseful scene. It's when they realize, like, some of us might not make it back and stuff. Like, it's when they're all, like... Do y'all know what I'm talking about? Like, where they're all in the van and they're, like, all holding their stuff. Do you know what I'm... It was in season four. Oh, yes. And it's this, like, they're all realizing, like, the... I can't, like, remember intensity. the song, but I know what scene you're talking about, and I know it's where like, the song is. Sleepless nights. How's it going? <laughs> <laughs> hey, hey. <laughs> Sleepless nights. Uh, I'm trying to remember how that song goes. Wait, let me look up the lyrics real quick. <laughs> Separate. Well, while you're looking the lyrics up, uh, Coco, what's your number two? Um, I have Running Up That Hill. Okay. And it's good song. It gets played on repeat, which I feel like after a while, if you play it on repeat too much, 
Max wouldn't like the song anymore if you just keep on playing mm. it. But, like, imagine if she's getting chased by Vecna a second, like, another time, and they play that song, and it's no longer her favorite because of all the times she listened to <laughs> it. Wore it out. So it didn't work. Who sings that song? So, Kate Bush. Uh, Kate Bush. Okay. I've heard of that person, so. Okay. Okay, you got it? You ready? Uh, you don't have like, to sing it. It goes like, here we stand, worlds apart, hearts broken in two. Two. Oh, it's two. like, here we stand. Worlds are broken in two. 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 <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's okay. just tied to a very... Oh, that's what someday love will find you. Yeah, it's tied to a very intense scene, and it just was like, dang, like that. Okay. You realize the intensity of what's happening. I'm just waiting for someone to do that. Should just shut that door. End of passion play, crumbling away. Bah, bah, I'm your source of self destruction. Destruction. Yeah, <laughs> veins that pump with fear, sucking darkness clear. Kirsty, what's your number two? <laughs> Before I run people off. Uh, my number two is also uh, Running Up That Hill by Kate Bush. Um, uh, I think it was a really good song at the time, but it was maybe ahead of its time. And mm. it's really coming to its own now. Okay. And then I've heard it several million times this year. I still really enjoy it. So okay. hopefully Max won't get tired of it and she'll be fine. <laughs> um, yes. Maybe he'll pick up an Iron Maiden song instead. That's a girl. Oh. Yeah, maybe. Maybe I may oh, not get into yeah, season Max, five. Girl. Okay, okay. Okay, so Sarah, here we are. Number one, ready? Okay. What's your number one song? Um, It's called When It's Cold, I'd Like to Die by Moby. Oh, okay. It's um, it's oh. tied to a very emotional scene. Two, it's, in, it's cool because they put it in season one and it was also in season four. Okay. So in season one, it's where they're trying to save... I had to make sure I was saying the right scene, so I looked it up. It's where they're trying to save Will, like when it's during... Like in the Upside Down. It's like where it's like, I don't wanna... Better to explain it to them instead of me, because I don't know. Um, yeah, it's like when they're trying to sa- save Will, and like she re- she's like at first thinking they're not going to be able to save him when they first find him. And then it also plays when Eddie dies. Oh, okay. And Dustin is, like, holding him. So, it's very, it was very tearjerker. Okay. Interesting. So, that's why it's my number one. Because of the scenes. All right. I'm going to point, I'm going to point at the person <laughs> who's the next. Same. Coco and I have got the same number one. You're looking at mine. I told you not to. <laughs> well... I know, I know you have. I know what it is. I think <laughs> I can. I can tell by the number of times we've listened to it this year. It's not Bruno or something about Bruno, is it? No, that's <laughs> not in Stranger. Okay. <laughs> oh, Sadly, it was. I know what it is. <laughs> that's our favorite song from Encanto. Yeah. Okay. All right. Yeah, what is it, Coco? My number, my top, my favorite song in Stranger Things is "Master of Puppets" by Metallica. Yes. Awesome. Excellent choice. Excellent choice. My choice was pretty good, too, though. What was yours? Oh, yeah. No, Moby compared to Metallica? Well, yeah, but I just tie it to the scenes. I just don't... The reasoning was good. 
Yeah, sure, sure, yeah. I agree with that. It's probably not, like, if you just listen to it, it's probably not as good, but... Yeah. When you see it in the scene, it just kind of strikes a, like, oh, that's so sad. Come crawling faster! (laughs) Yeah, the the scene where uh, they use Master of Puppets is one of my favourite scenes from Stranger Things also. Yeah. Yeah, serious. It's the most metal ever! (laughs) (laughs) There's also a song during the snowball when... Dustin's like dancing with Nancy and stuff where they're all dancing. Mm-hmm. Um, um, Gaten actually said then he was actually like that song actually creeped him out. It was like, what song was song, it? I'm not sure, but it was like a romantic song and stuff. Ah. But that song actually like he found it a bit creepy somehow. So he didn't really like that song and he had to dance to it. Interesting. All right, well, as you just heard, Master of Puppets, we're going to get into and talk a little bit about Metallica and what kind of went on with them throughout, I guess, the big scene on the show that really brought them a lot of notoriety. Uh, Also want to add that the girls, uh, Coco and Sarah, have left the building. They are doing their own thing now. They didn't want to get into the heavy metal talk like we do. so. So, So Kirstie is going to... Kind of because there was a couple of things that happened, right? So this scene happened, and Metallica kind of starts blowing up, right? They kind of not not yeah, absolutely. They're already huge not, anyway, yeah. but they're starting. They, they became huge among Stranger Things fans who might not have heard of them before, right? They did really well out of this because it's such a good moment. It was nearly everybody's favorite scene, yeah. And of course, Metallica took advantage. Um, there's a video of them playing Master of Puppets with the actor Joseph Quinn, who played Eddie. I've seen that. Backstage at Lollapalooza. I have seen that. And they gave, it, they gave him a signed guitar to take away. And then did you see when they went on stage, they had the scene from Stranger Things playing no. on the big screens behind no. them. I did not see that. And, you know, and they've mentioned it on Instagram lots of times. And there's Metallica slash Stranger Things merch. Mm. That's a good so, idea. Like, Hellfire Club. Slash Metallica, so yeah, they've oh. really done very well and got everything they could out of it. Sure, and, sure. Um, interestingly, there's <laughs> a new um, thing come out on Netflix at the moment. Wednesday, have you seen that? Um, Sarah it's about Wednesday Adams. Yeah, Sarah watched it. Yeah, we haven't quite finished it yet, but they used a string quartet playing "Nothing Else Matters." Oh, interesting. They play the whole song. It's absolutely beautiful, and. Okay. Um, They'll probably get more fans. Yeah. And maybe even some kids taking up stringed instruments as well. Yeah, yeah. So one of the things that happened out of this was you had all these younger kids all of a sudden really getting into Metallica and acting like they were, you know, not acting, but, you know, they were all of a sudden big Metallica fans. And I think the the word that I've been heard, the word that I've heard being thrown around about this is called gatekeeping, where a lot of the older, like, fans of our era are kind of like getting mad 
I know. And why? Like, if I found out someone really liked Run to the Hills, but they didn't know any other Iron Maiden, I'd be like, cool. Yeah, you got you to work with what you got. Got it. So we all started somewhere. Right. Anyway, um, it was funny because, yeah, Metallica shared the clip on Instagram. And someone said on the comments, I'm sorry, Metallica, for all the fake Stranger Things fans. Love ya. Oh, gosh. But the, the band said, don't be sorry. Everyone is welcome in the Metallica family. If they like puppets, chances are they'll find plenty of other songs to get into. Absolutely. Absolutely. And then they, they pinned this message to the top. FYI, everyone is welcome in the Metallica family. Whether you've been a fan for 40 hours or 40 years, right. we all share a bond through music. All of you started at ground zero at one point in time. Mm-hmm. So oh, yeah. that's told them. Yeah. Yeah, we all we all had that moment where with any band where you just, where you never, there was, there was a moment as, as odd as it seems where neither one of us had ever heard Iron Maiden before. Yeah, exactly. And we also, we've got bands that we like, but we don't really know most of their catalog. Mm-hmm. Right. Right. Or we only like one era of the band. Doesn't mean you don't love it. Sure. 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 Yeah. It's, uh, it's pretty wild that, that people, have that attitude. I, 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 that really shocks. I mean, I, I get it, you know, cause you'd have back in the day, you know, sometimes people would go, Oh, well, you know, that guy's just pretending like they would, like you were almost pretending to like it. Like, Oh, you're a poser. You know? Mm-hmm. And, and oh, I, I know some people do, but that's not what's been happening. But yeah, this, this is fresh. This is like, yeah, a big humongous, um, spot that that song got put in on a show that was very popular with, with the younger kids, obviously, I mean, look at Sarah and look at Coco. I mean, they're a few years apart. They're still both love it. And there's all kinds of, yep. I've been sitting in restaurants. Coco didn't know Metallica at all. Yeah. She kind of did. She'd heard me playing it, but she hadn't really registered. Sure. But she does like Kiss and Iron Maiden. So it was probably natural. (laughs) Sure. Sure. She should come to become obsessed with that song. I remember sitting in a restaurant one day. I was by myself, and there was a couple of girls that were sitting behind me. And I was, you know, I don't, I, w- I don't really try to eavesdrop. You know, like if I'm at lunch and I'm eating, but I, they were really passionately talking about something. And I wrote some of the words down that they were saying because I thought I don't know what the heck they're talking about. And I went home and I asked Sarah. She goes, "Oh, that's from Stranger Things." And I'm like, "Holy crap! These girls, you could tell they were in their twenties." So this wasn't just a thing for like you know twelve year olds and fifteen year olds and stuff. This was. Really, really, really oh, big. Well, you know, I was pretty massively into it when we were watching it. I just couldn't wait to see the next thing. <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, it's, it's transcended generations, really. And it's awesome that they're playing old music because it's really cool. Like, we went to that store. You know, me and Sarah went to the Stranger Things store. And all the music that's playing is real retro. It's just stuff that's from the 80s. And it's, it's kind of cool. Even though it's not stuff that I'm a big fan of, it's just still neat to hear it being played. So Yeah, it sets the time. But yeah, I definitely think that whole that whole thing of calling someone a fake fan or whatever, or, you know, the, it's the whole thing of a fa- of a person acting like, well, I've been a fan longer than you have, or I've got more, you know, in the circles that we kind of know, you know, Kiss, especially Kiss and Iron Maiden. Well, I've got more merch than, especially with Kiss fans, they're the worst. I've got more merch than you. I've got original, you know, Kiss record player from 1978 and the original Kiss dolls and just whatever. It's like, it doesn't matter if you don't, if you have all of that stuff or none of that stuff. It's it's about the music. It all comes down to the Here's music. Here's me just 
mainly just streaming their greatest hits and having seen them once. But I'd still say, yeah, I'd still say I was a fan. Yeah, yeah. And I mean, it's not like I'm going to go, well, I got into them in 85. You call yourself a fan? You know, it's stupid. It's it, because mm-hmm. you, you grow to appreciate music and you may end up liking more and more of their stuff later on. You never know. So, so there was one other story that I'm, yes. I'm very uh, certain I'm, I'm aware of, but I don't know really anything. I mean, I can definitely comment on the um, people, you know, kind of trying to, you know, guard away from, you know, poser fans. That's stupid, but this is one I'm not, I've heard about it. So it was, yeah, there's a TikToker. Serena Trueblood has okay. got a series that's called Your Fave is Problematic. Okay. And um, so she just points out things that people have done that might be problematic. Mm-hmm. They don't have to have done it recently. It could have been in the 80s. <laughs> if she's going to go through the 80s rock stars, she's going to be able to keep that going for the rest of her life. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> a lot of musicians I like certainly aren't perfect. Mm-hmm. Um. So in this case, uh, she's accused Metallica of anti-Semitism, saying that they've done some racial slurs in the 90s. Really? Um, Yeah, um, maybe they did. Maybe. But, you know, did they do it this year? I don't know. They seem like pretty stand-up guys these days. Yeah. Um, But they've they've done a Nazi salute on stage at one point. Mm, Okay. And um, James Hetfield has... Iron crosses on his guitars, which is associated with Nazis. No, those could be associated with anybody, though. It's a, it could, but yeah. you know, um, but Motorhead and Slayer yeah. also use sort of Nazi imagery. Yeah, yeah. But I mean, it kind of looks cool. But I mean, really, the whole thing is, though, I guess, and we're of a different generation than obviously whoever this ding dong is. But you know, it's there's well. I know it's not the same around the whole world. Do you know where this person is located? Like where they're, are they American? Are they English? Okay. So in America, obviously we have something called freedom of speech. I mean, and whether or not it's a person likes what you have to say, they still have a right to say it. And I mean, I I don't certainly, I I would totally think that let's pretend the guys are the guys in Metallica did the salute, the Hitler salute. They were probably doing it because they were, drunk on drugs or just trying to be funny it wasn't like they were you know yeah i i don't believe they're actual nazis yeah it's it's just i i think it's i think yeah you can have free speech but you've got to expect there's going to be some consequences well sure yeah it's fine if people don't want to support them absolutely their individual choice right yeah i didn't get like people to do better and have be called out but yeah this person's just making a a series of it and what I don't like is it. Um, we've all said or done things in our lives that she could have picked up on. Sure. And it makes me sad that younger people might feel shamed into not listening to Metallica now they've just got into them. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that person. Because they're not old enough to make their own choices. Right, right. And also she's she's pretty much like my older daughter, Billy's got a band that she loves called Cave Town. Okay. And this TikTok has targeted them. They've made a mistake. They used mm. the wrong word at some stage. And they're apologizing and apologizing. And it's like really affected them, you can see. And, mm. um, you know, it's harder. They they can't bounce back from this like Metallica can. Sure, sure. Like if Metallica lose some fans through this, it's going to be a drop in the ocean for them. 
Right, right, right. Yeah, to me, a person like that, they need, that's the kind of person that needs to be, like, they shouldn't let, that's, it's, who cares? I mean, my personally, I mean, I know that, you know, this whole woke culture and, you know, people want to go back and look at things that people did in the 70s and the 80s and whenever. And, I mean, I can't speak for you. I can speak for myself, though. There's things that I've done in my past that if people knew about them or, you know, just random little things, I could be put in jail or, you know, definitely uh, canceled, you know, if you want to say it that way. Yeah, definitely. I mean, and it, the whole freedom of speech thing, though, what I was saying, though, yeah, there's absolutely, you have freedom of speech, but there's also, you know, you there's consequences for anything you do or say as well. I don't want to leave it like it's like, oh, you can say whatever you want and there's no consequences. There's absolutely going to be consequences. But I think that people just look... They drill too hard on something that's just a very minor thing. Someone's just making a comment. It's just it doesn't mean anything, and it's it's yeah. it's like people don't know how to I joke. Feel like joke. If it hasn't been on the news. It doesn't really matter. Yeah, it's a joke. I mean, they're not it's doing not that big. I don't know. I just that really irritates me. That kind of especially some stupid idiot like that going on there and going against some like some young band like that, like you're saying, where the there needs to, you know what though. You know, whatever you believe, you reap what you sow. You know, if you believe in that or if you believe in karma, you know, you, you put bad stuff out there and shove it at people like that long enough. It's going to come back at you. Someone's going to come back and find something out about whoever this person is. It's going to be just as, you know, stupid as anything she's said about somebody else. Because none of us are perfect, <laughs> you know. Could be, yeah. Um, the funny thing is my friend, um, my gig buddy, mm-hmm. refuses to spend any money on Metallica but it's not because of the Nazi thing or mm-hmm. anything else. It's because um, James Hetfield is into hunting. Oh, no. <laughs> so he, I said, you know, when they were coming, I said, do you want to see them? He won't see them. He won't pay to see them. He'll go. He'll still listen to them. Mm-hmm. And he'll still come and see the tribute acts with me. Mm-hmm. But he won't go and see them live. He won't buy their T-shirts or CDs. Mm. Um, and he said he was going to actually sell his T-shirts to an animal rights charity, which is, you know, fair play to him. We've all got a yeah. line that we draw. Yeah. And um, I would I would have gone to see them, but they cancelled anyway. Yeah. They cancelled themselves <laughs> in the 2019. That's funny. I guess that's that, that's probably all we need to say about it, though. I mean, I, I think the whole ca- the whole cancel culture thing is idiotic. I hate when I see adults doing that stuff. I'm just like. You know what? I I can't say what I want to say there. I, I, but I'm just like, just move on. If you disagree with something, it's not they're not causing any harm. Just move on. Just move on. It's not hurting anybody. Move on. You're not. They're not getting people to join. You know, Nazi groups and racist groups. They're just they're playing music and entertaining people. And music is art. And art is very pleasing and very something that makes a very, a lot of people very happy. There's just, if you don't like something, just move on. You know, I don't, I don't understand how it's so hard for people. They can't, it's like going by a post on Facebook or a comment on Twitter. If they disagree, people don't know how to just to keep their mouths shut anymore. It's like, they have to make a comment about everything. Like, Hey, sure. what's your favorite kiss song? And then they get on there. Kiss sucks. They're terrible. Okay. Thanks. But wipe, go on. You know, who cares? I mean, we don't like everything. You know, oh God, speaking of, you know, let me, let me, let me mention one thing that sucks. Okay. We were at a restaurant today and they play country music in this restaurant. 
And I was like, while we were in there, I heard a certain song. And I was with my wife and daughter. I said, you know what's worse than country music? They said, what? I said, country music Christmas songs. <laughs> they were they were playing them like, I was just like, God, talk about terrible. Oof. So, anyways. Um, tell Coco, thank you for participating. I could tell that she really did her homework and took notes. And Sarah did some homework and a uh, little bit. And... I, this was one episode where I just got to kind of listen and chat. So it was kind of a lot of fun. And I know you did your homework. Thank you. Thank you and Coco for doing it. Oh, it's a pleasure. It was nice to see them chat. Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs>